Hello, everyone out there in radio world. My name is Sonia Lee, and I'll be sharing my story and playing a few songs for you. Hey, you here? <laughs> yep, we know you are, and chances are you know as well that this is the Paul Leslie Hour. We've got something really super for you today. This is a one-of-a-kind, in-depth, heartfelt interview and acoustic and vocal performances with independent recording artist Sonia Lee. If you ever get a chance to see her live, please don't miss it. Go do it. Check out sonialee.com. S-O-N-I-A. L-E-I-G-H SoniaLee.com to find out when and where. And before you forget to, subscribe to Paul Leslie's YouTube channel. And won't you please, ding ding, ring that little bell. And now let's get this one going. Here is Sonia Lee. Let's listen, all of us, together. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with great pleasure we welcome here in our first class studio, Miss Sonia Lee. Thank you so much for joining us. <sighs> no autographs. <laughs> Who is Sonia Lee? <laughs> well, excuse me. I am a girl who wanted to do music since I could remember my whole life. Grew up around it. Decided that that was what I was going to do and nothing was going to stop me or stand in my way. I guess I'm a survivor. Relentless. <laughs> That's one of the things I always say about myself. People ask me that, and I've said I'm a survivor. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I think most stories are best from the beginning. So tell us where you're from and how you got here today. Well, by a very... Uh, a lot of different turn of events. It's like, you know, sometimes when I look back at, at the way it all played out, it looks like it was a, a map. And I mean, I believe God has a plan for everyone. So definitely, you know, it, it was very detailed. I'm from Florida. I was born in Lakeland, Florida. Moved around a lot with my father. My folks divorced when I was about five. And my dad was in bands growing up. I was in a country band. With him when I was 14, I started playing when I was around 10. I'm trying to give you the rundown version here. <laughs> and <clears throat> left home, you know, when I was 17 to uh, get out and, and do music. Me and my father had some hard times between us, and I literally took a garbage bag full of clothes, a guitar, and 50 bucks. And uh, just uh, something in my heart that said it, that it was going to be okay and work out. And I went. Very impressive story. That's a, it, it takes a very special person to look the f world in the face and say that you're going to live out your dreams because the world doesn't always agree. <laughs> no, they do not, and it's not always easy. I think I, I, I say this jokingly, but it's the truth. I pretty much have like a key to everyone's apartment in Atlanta. I think I've slept on just about everybody's couch. And, you know. It's been a long road, you know. Well, tell us a little bit about the music you grew up listening to that were your early loves, your influences. <clears throat> early loves, you know, I grew up, you know, with my dad and my grandfather. 
sitting around playing guitar all the time. So I listened. I heard a lot of Hank. My grandfather sounds just like Hank Williams, and he actually wrote one of Hank's songs and sent it to him. That song, Wedding Bells, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. So, you know, I just listened to him. And then, you know, my father was a big CCR fan, Alabama and country. He was really big into country music. And so, you know, I grew up listening to country music. And then a little bit later, when I got a little bit older, I started getting into rock and roll. Learned about the dead and Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix and Kiss and Steve Miller. It started branching out a little and kind of started shaping me as an artist, I think. I understand you have fondness for the writing of Jackson Brown. Yeah, I've, I've discovered Jackson Brown and just fell in love. I had to have everything of his. his. There's not a bad song. Would you like to play a song from one of your influences as a kind of tip of the hat? I would love to. <clears throat> What's it going to be? I think I'm going to do These Days by Jackson Brown. Very good. If you're out there, Jackson, and you know you want to cut this together, just give me a ring. <laughs> Talking these days, these days, these days I seem to think a lot about the things I forgot to do for you in all the times I had the chance to. Another these days, these days. Now, if I seem to be afraid to live the life that I have made in song, well, it's just that I've been losing. For so long Yeah, I'll keep on moving I'm moving on Things are bound to be improving These days One of these days These days I sit on cornerstones And count the time And quarter tones to ten My friend Don't confront me with my failures I have not forgotten Mm -hmm. 
very good. Thank you so much. I wanted to talk about Call a recent performance that you did. <laughs> this was at the Fabulous Fox Theater. And I have to say, I'm not just saying this, you and Levi Lowry were the two that stole that show. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. It was a, it was an amazing night. But just tell us your recollections of that concert, because that is one that is going to go down in Atlanta music history, and at the Fox Theater, no less. I tell you, it was definitely an honor and a blessing to be there, for sure. And <clears throat> to me, I mean, you know, like Angie Opera was there, Sean Mullins, and Kid Rock was there, and, you know, playing with Zach, and I, I got to bring my, my friends, the Wheeler Boys, who, who I'm just... Totally, they're my favorite artists right now. Up, up and do a song with me and Little Big Town. For me to be involved in something like that was kind of, a, what am I trying to say, a, a mark for me, you know, yeah. personally. Because I remember seeing Angie Opero, this was like probably about three or four years ago when Zach opened for him at the center stage. And we were at an after party and I, I went up and started talking to Angie and just trying to ask him what I should, you know, just how, you know, just career questions, you know, and, and then next thing I know, you know, he didn't remember that, of course, you know, that's okay. And, and then we're standing on the same stage together, you know, I don't, it was, it was just amazing, amazing feeling. There was a song you performed that night. I had taken a friend with me. He's actually an Atlanta musician named Wesley Cook, and he nudged me, and he said, that song has the potential to be a hit. And the song was My Name is Money. Oh. <laughs> Maybe you'd like to play it for all the listeners. I understand it's going to be on an upcoming album of yours. Yeah, we got a new record about to come out uh, that Zach Brown's going to produce, just signed to his label, Southern Ground. woo And uh, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, we're going to... I, th I believe this might be the single off there. I'm not positive, but we've been talking about it. I wrote the song, um, actually, after the first time that I went shopping and could go shopping <laughs> without freaking out about money. And <clears throat> I realized when I was walking around in the stores that, you know, how powerful it is, you know, to have how it makes you feel to have money, you know. You know, I haven't had money a lot in my life, you know. So to be able to go and, like, buy some clothes and stuff, was it felt good, you know. And I've, I've literally walked in the door and wrote this song about how powerful it really is. And, you know, so that's what this is about. Should I say that before I play it or uh, after? Yeah, well, i just like to say, in the words of David Lee Roth, money cannot buy you happiness, but it can buy you a yacht to pull right up alongside it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a, you know, this song, that's why the way I wrote this song was not about it's a bad thing or a good thing. It just shows how, how many, you know, I know, seriously. No, go ahead. I can't wait to get my yacht. <laughs> <laughs> I'll invite you guys out and we'll do a live broadcast. How about that? Yeah, right <laughs> All right, let's see if we got this here. Mm. Back on up for this one. It's usually a, a little more of a rock and roll song, but. Down and I can set you free. 
One thing was going through my head when I heard that song. What? I could see Mr. Gene Simmons of Kiss in the audience, and you're playing at a concert, and he's waving his arms like this, <laughs> and he's singing along with you and oh, clapping. Well, well, yeah. Money is his name for sure, that dude. I met him out in L.A. like briefly. I wasn't like if he would ever remember me or anything, but he he was tall. And then somebody told me the other night that that they met him. He was short, and I was like, well, he was mm-hmm. real tall when I met him. I don't know. Yeah, he must have met a different Gene Simmons, or he had some shoes on. I don't know. Yeah, I met Mr. Simmons twice, and he is a super tall, tall gentleman, right? and he is also a big fan of money. But <laughs> when someone goes to see you perform, or when they listen to one of your records, what do you hope that the listener gets out of the experience? You know. I hope that they get something that releases an emotion in them that they needed to release. That's what music is. It was always for me. It got me through so many things. And I mean, I, it's very surprising to a lot of people, but Tupac is like one of my, my, I love him. And he got me through so many things in my life that, I mean, I know it's kind of weird, but he, his, his music really actually gives you strength to keep going because, you know, he went through so many struggles. And to me, I mean, I'm not a Black Panther or anything, but he inspired something in me that kept me going and, and gave me, you know, the strength to, to not give up and push on. 
So if, if there's anything in my music that can to do something like that for somebody or, you know, if, if they're upset about losing someone or, you know, or anything in their life and they just need something to express it. You've heard that song that, like, just like these days, it's like one of those songs that I wish I'd have written because, you know, I identify with it. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty much. I want to write, keep writing stuff that people can relate to. That's what I'm saying in a roundabout way, I guess. You, you were mentioning Zach Brown earlier, and he's producing your next record, and he's also behind the Southern Ground label, which you're signed to. Tell us about meeting Zach Brown, and what was your first impression of him? See, I believe I met Zach for the first time out when he had a place called Zach's Place. It was a restaurant. And I played in a band with two other girls called Butterfly Sitch back in, in those days. And we went and and, and played down there. And I, I, he always made sure that we you know were fed good and was always real nice to us. I remember we were there on a, on a New Year's Eve, and, you know, it was packed. And he was playing, and he, you know, he shared the stage. The one thing I could say about Zach is he's always shared the, the spotlight. He's not a, a greedy person. He's not a selfish person. He's just one of the most generous persons, and he knows that a party ain't a party unless everybody's there. So any kind of success that you have, you got to give it away and share it, or it's not successful, you know. And so that's the kind of guy I think he is, you know. It's a shame there's not more people in the entertainment business that are like that. Yeah. Well, you have an album called Run or Surrender, and it was produced by a recent guest of our program, John Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that album, and there's a song on there I particularly like. Maybe you'd like to play for our listeners. It's called A Poem from the Ocean Floor. Okay, yeah. Well, John actually was at the time married to one of the girls in the band I was just talking about, Butterfly Sitch. And I met, had met John at, at some open mics and stuff previously in the past too and he plays bass for for zach and i don't know we you know we just started talking and you know i needed a record and he, he wanted to work with me and he's brilliant actually this this record you know of course me i wanted the whole shebang but he he said look let's let's do this real real strip down so it's upright bass you know fiddle dobro there's no drums in it and you probably wouldn't even recognize it if you listen to the whole record like no no drums and I'm real proud of us. So proud of that record. It it definitely changed music for me because of of working with John. So, am I saying? Did I answer the question? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I have ADD. No, it's it's, it's quite a right. <laughs> Who is Sonia Lee? She is ADD. <laughs> <laughs> well, a poem from the ocean floor is one of the songs on that album, and I thought maybe the listeners out there would like to hear it. Sure. Such a reckless scene It's a wild and tameless dream I mean no harm Oh, but don't let me go 
just a day away Tonight we ride the moon And I'll post your painted body On the four walls of my room Cause I'm This is a dream But if you call, baby I will come And if you need me to Then I will run, yeah It makes no sense, no I know it's pointless But I feel alive right now I've been needing this, been needing Talk about what the future might hold There is no need Oh baby, just be here now Each and every goodbye Leads us to another lie without words Oh, but don't let me out Baby, so you've been warned Well, I'm locked inside your eyes I remain your prisoner We got nothing left to do But to run or surrender Ooh, ooh, ooh Ah, ooh, ooh, ooh 
Yeah. You know, that that song reminds me of like an old song, and I think that's one of the best compliments you can play, pay a song is to say it sounds like something from the past. You know, it sounds like it's had some life to it. Yeah, a lot more like uh, as far as I'd be in written. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm a real sucker for the really old songs. And to me, that song, I think the reason I like that song is it sounds like it's, it sounds almost like an old country song. I could almost like imagine Johnny Cash singing that or something. Oh, nice. You know? Yeah, thanks, man. But this can be hard sometimes for people to put into words. What is it you like about music? I like so many different things about it. I think that it can take you to another place, you know, in in your mind, you know. It can help you get in touch with your emotions. It can help you get them out. (laughs) It can help you pass time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I just really don't think that I could ever... It can actually, you know, it can build bridges between people. You know, people who are in love, you know, they're, oh, this is our song, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I love the way it makes me feel. It's just, it's something that's just in, inside of me, and I can't, I don't know why. I don't, it just helped me get through so many things in my life, so. Hmm. Is that, that an answer? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, I do agree that it builds bridges. It brings people together. You know, you Absolutely. look around at, at a concert, like, you know, and you see people, all, all different kinds of people coming together for this one thing in a world where everybody's fighting over stupid crap, you know, and separating themselves because of dumb walls. And music breaks all the walls down and brings everybody together for a second. Hmm. You know? And that's what's beautiful when I'm standing on stage to look out and see that. That's awesome. That's something I do at every concert now is at some point during the concert, I turn around and I look at all the people and just it's amazing because so many times the people at the concert, it's like their eyes and everything about them is fixated. Yeah. You know, it's like they forget about their body for a second. Right. They're they're truly living in the moment. Yeah. Well, tell us about the song Meeting of the Minds. Yeah, speaking of building bridges, <laughs> that I wrote the song about my my dad. You know, you know, I left home as I said before, and when I was young, and so me and my dad weren't on the greatest terms for a long time. And <clears throat> he wrote me, a, <clears throat> excuse me, a letter one day and emailed me, and he was like, you know, told me that you know he was sorry for a lot of things, and you know, parents don't have a book. You know, they they make mistakes, they do things the way they're. You know, the only best way they know how. And as you get older, you start to realize that. I think when you're young, you know, it's you against your parents, you know. And so, you know, he he apologized for a lot of things and said he, you know, felt like he failed me and all these things. I don't know if he's going to be mad because I'm saying all this. But I didn't know how to respond because it's, it's like something that I'd just been waiting for to hear from him. That's all I really ever wanted. And so... I didn't know how to respond to it right away because it was weird to hear my father in an apologetic state. <laughs> He's not that guy. So I went home and sat down and wrote this song, and I emailed it to him. And and ever since, literally ever since that, me and my father are the closest, you know, we've ever been. He calls me all the time. 
<laughs> He's actually coming to a show in Florida. <clears throat> so you want to play for him? Yeah, Meeting of the Minds. world have nothing left to offer my life I guess I will say that I could have done things a little bit better myself maybe it was me so it's not your fault it's just no use to burden our lives with blame It's just that we don't see eye to eye on some things, you see. The love, it is bigger than any word could ever say. And blood, it is thicker than anyone. Stands in the way. We all make mistakes every day. And if you'd like to stop by, it's okay. Some sense of comfort To know you believed in my dreams I made my choices when I was so young Cause I felt something burning in me So I had to prove to myself I could make it And I ran away from the pain So I don't feel like you failed me Though there were times you could have helped me But there were times you did So it's all the same Because love, it is bigger than any word could ever say And blood, it is thicker than in the way Yeah, we all make mistakes every day If you'd like to spend some time it's okay Well, I have been searching the corners of bar rooms To find my way out of this place And I know it's not quite what you had in mind For me to be so far away And I know I'm not home long enough 
enough to tell you about the bullshit I deal with each day. But you got your life, and now I got mine. Let's have a meeting of the minds and take it to our grave because love, it is bigger than any word could ever say. Stands in the way. Yeah, we all make mistakes every day. If you'd like to stop by, so okay. Meeting of the Minds from our special guest, Sonia Lee. When you think about all the people you've met on the road with this tour, is there someone that comes to mind that was especially memorable? Oh, man. Like, uh, as far as, like, artists that we've... Artists or anybody. Everybody's given a different answer to this one. John Hopkins talked about meeting Kid Rock and he said he was just one of the coolest people he'd ever meet. Yeah, Kid yeah, Kid Rock is, is is super cool. I'll tell you what, Sean Mullins is is such a great guy. He's got his feet right on the ground and I really enjoy being around him. So I see who you know the most peculiar person I met on on the Kiyamo cruise is Mindy Smith. Have you heard of her? Mindy Smith, no. Mindy redid the Jolene song with Dolly Parton uh, not oh. too long not too long ago, and she is a super awesome songwriter. and And her her and I kind of became friends. And you know she was she was super nice, and a very very peculiar girl. <laughs> but I think that's why we kind of got along because I'm a weirdo and she's a weirdo. So we're like we're weird. Let's hang out. <laughs> that was really fun. I have to say, this series has just been so interesting because it seems like, you know, Zach is is kind of like the father of this, like a musical culture kind of that lives here in Georgia. Yeah. And everybody seems to be really just, they love music. You can tell. It's so genuine. Yeah. It's, it's rare that we get an opportunity to interview people that are just so into music. I mean, everybody we've interviewed has been passionate about music, but I think that you guys are a group of people that are just, you're so devoted to music. I think that, excuse me, when I was young, I I knew, back when I told my, I remember when I told my dad that that's what I wanted to do, and he said, you know, that's a hard road, and, you know, you're going to get rejected and turned down. and, And so I already was prepared for a hard road. I didn't think that it was going to be like something that I I didn't, I don't, I never wanted it to be, you know, like a a strict, it's not about the the fame, you know, it's a way of life. Music, being a musician is a way of life. It's never going to be the the way that other people live. Me and Levi were talking about this the other day about how when, when we come home off the road and, you know, we see, you know, all of our friends and all, it's almost like you've, 
like you've been abducted to the twilight zone or abducted by aliens, you know, and you get set back down and you're like, wow, all this stuff happened and you, you're set back down on the ground and everybody's maintaining and it's just, it's definitely a way of life. It, it takes a lot of dedication and sacrifice, I think. If you don't get to see, like, your nieces and nephews grow up or your brothers and sisters graduate and all those things, you know, I missed out on because I had to work three jobs to, to keep going, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You have a live album out. I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about it. And one of the songs on that album is called Key of E. Tell us about the live album. I did a, a live record at Eddie's At It last year. And uh, it's kind of, we had set up this uh, uh, recording for the Eddie's At It to, to release something to the fans, my fans, to be able to take something home that showed, reflected our live show a little more than Run or Surrender. It's a studio record, like I said, there's no drums, but we're a little more rock and roll when we get with the band and we get a little more rowdy. And so I was like, let's just do a live record and record it straight off the board and release it just for them to have, you know, no big deal. And <clears throat> right before that show, a buddy of mine, Sean Costello, who's a blues musician in Atlanta, passed on while I was out in L.A. doing a, a West Coast tour. And uh, I flew home for the funeral and everything, and I, I wrote this song the night that uh, I found out that he had passed. He was definitely one of the hugest influences on me musically. <clears throat> I think there's going to be a compilation record. Leroy Powell Parnell is going to do someone there. I'm going to do something. Anyway, I'm talking too much. No. <laughs> I've had too much coffee. <laughs> um. Here, California dreaming. Yeah, I never heard OLA sing the blues. But there's a Georgia song blowing through these hills. My plane will be here soon. I could have done more, I could have taken the extra time. To see that you were reaching out from the inside After all the times I called you my best friend You'd think that I would have been there in the end And now I have to live a life of what might have been Remembering you and me Playing in the key of E 
Time has its way of pushing life around Until you wake up one round of morning To see death just smiling down And I'm afraid to see your time has come too soon But I can feel you in the sunshine And I can see you on the moon Still, I could have done more I could have taken the extra time To see that you were reaching out from the inside After all the times I called you my best friend you think that I would have been there in the end Now I have to live a life of what might have been Remembering you and me Playing in the key And now I'm saying my goodbyes It just doesn't look like you So many plans but there's no time to follow through Yeah, I'm watching all these faces I can feel you in this room I made a vow I'm gonna make our dreams come true And I need an angel on my shoulder To help me carry on You would want me to Headed back to L.A. to do what I gotta do I'm waiting in the airport bar And my plane will be here soon There you go <laughs> You really write from the heart Yeah so yeah, that 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 actual record it's called Angel on My Shoulder and a lot of uh, some of the proceeds from the record sales go to the Sean Costello Bipolar Research Fund. So go Very download it on iTunes. Very good. <laughs> what is in the future of Sonia Lee? I don't know. Hopefully a lot of music and traveling records, songwriting, friends, fun, love and music. Uh so Three more things. First, what is your all-time favorite meal? Really? <laughs> I love seafood. You know, we have a chef on the road with us, a chef Rusty, and he, he, he we were in Talladega at the Motor Speedway we just played, and uh, he cooked some shrimp that were like as big as my arm. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> it was so good. I love shrimp. And I love uh, crab legs and stuff <laughs> and sushi. <laughs> Very good. Secondly, this broadcast is going out all over the world. What would you like to say to all the people that are listening in? <laughs> well, 
Hello, everyone. How are you? <laughs> no, thanks to all the people who've heard me and are out there listening and for keeping me, you know, my music alive and, and keeping me going. And to all the people who are going to hear me, I hope that you like what you hear and it does something for you. It's been a great pleasure doing this interview. Thank you so much for coming down here. Thank you. Or Thanks for here. having me. It's been a pleasure. But one more thing. Would you like to send everyone on their way with your song, Ribbon of Red? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be on the new record, too, actually. Take my hand so that I may not see Well, nothing is ever what it's cracked up to be And hearts get broken, but please don't let it be me Well, shield my eyes from the way of love for I long to believe that what I offer is enough to hold one moment long enough to last a whole lifetime yeah I know hearts get broken but please don't let it be mine well
Ladies and gentlemen. Sonia Lee. Thanks so much. Happy trails. <laughs> Sonia. Yeah. You gotta do me a generous job on something. Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I know you can do it. I'm a big job on Ah, the only one that I really know is Bobby McGee, but you don't have to do that. I don't mind. I'll do it for you. Everybody asked me to, so I'll do it for you, though. Um, Is it rolling? Yeah. All right. You want me to? Okay. All right. <laughs> I this mean, is of one course, of those behind-the-scenes things. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. I don't mind. You know, I mean, Janis Joplin definitely was a, a influence on me. I heard her, and it was just all oh, over. Exactly. You got it. You got it down. I can tell she was dancing on your heart. Yeah. I Maybe mean, it's just because I wear them out. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. It's all the whiskey. Busted flat in Baton Rouge, waiting for a train, and I was feeling near as faded as my jeans. Bobby thumbed the diesel down just before it rained. Rode us all the way to New Orleans Well, I pulled my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana I was playing soft while Bobby sang the blues oh. Well, them windshield wipers slapping time I was holding Bobby's hand in mine We sang every song that driver knew Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing. And with nothing, Lord, if it ain't free. Feeling good was easy, Lord, when he sang the blues. Feeling good was good enough for me. Good enough for me and my Bobby McGee. Kentucky coal mine to the California sun. If Bobby shared the secrets of my soul, through all kinds of weather, through everything that we've done, Bobby, baby, oh, I don't know what she says right there. <laughs> One day up near Salinas, I let him slip away, looking for that home. I hope he finds it. Trade on my tomorrow for one single yesterday. Holding Bobby's body next to mine. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing. That's all that Bobby left me. Feeling good was easy, Lord, when he sang the blues. Feeling good was good enough for me. Good enough for me and my Bobby McGee. La da da, la da da, la da 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 da, la da 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 da
I need to learn a different Janet Joplin song. Thank you. <laughs> That's great, man. Thank you. All right. I want to do... Uh... We thank you and appreciate you dropping in for the Paul Leslie Hour today. You know, you can help the Paul Leslie Hour in our mission to provide independent media content like this by visiting www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. We truly thank you. This is your announcer speaking. Performance of the Entertainer intro song and Corina Corina outro song courtesy of John Primerano. Well, that's it for today. So until next time, be safe and be good.